0: Welcome back, everyone, to North of Shy, the Baird & Warner North Shore podcast. On today's episode, we've got Dina listener, Managing Broker of our Highland Park office, interviewing Glenn Pankow from our Winneka office.
1: Hi, Glenn. How are you?
0: Hello, Dina. Good to see you.
1: Thanks. You as well. So, Glenn... You are uh, licensed in Illinois as an agent, but you are also actively selling real estate in Southern Wisconsin. Is that correct?
0: That's correct, Dina.
1: Interesting. Most agents specialize in one general area. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you ended up getting licensed in both Illinois and Wisconsin.
0: Well, I guess the story goes back to when I was a child and we had a house. uh, We lived in the suburbs, Park Ridge. I have seven older brothers and two sisters, and they all went through... Main South football, that legendary program up there. But my dad had the foresight to buy uh, what we called the cottage, which was actually a, a servants' quarters slash carriage house for one of the big estates on Lake Geneva that one of the uh, late 19th century industrials had built. So um, my dad bought it for a song back in the early 70s. And that's where I spent all of my weekends, all of my vacations when I was a child growing up. My older siblings were mostly in Park Ridge, but my mother always just took us, thus three youngest ones, up there every chance she could, and we just explored the outdoors. There was no TV. There was no reception. It was the beach. It was the woods, and it was wiffle ball, making your own fun. Riding bikes in places you've never been. Uh, fishing. Just so much to do. We could never go to summer camp. We could never play baseball because it was one or the other. And
1: Sounds like I a look back, childhood. yeah.
0: I just look back with so much nostalgia for that place, and thankful that my parents were able to have the foresight to do that.
1: Sure, absolutely. So that made you think more about selling, buying, and selling properties up in Wisconsin.
0: The thing I love about Wisconsin is, and I learned this early on, is that we. I should mention that when I was fifteen, my parents sold their house in Park Ridge and moved to Lake Geneva full time. So I spent my last three years of high school up there, and oh, I was wow. very small fish in a very large pond at Maine South, very, uh, I guess a much bigger, maybe a <laughs> guppy in, in Geneva, I don't know, badger high, but uh, the move, I love from day one, and I've never looked back, and my dad did that in 1988, and I think that he had, uh, he was on the cutting edge of something, because now we see people moving up there full-time all the time, Right. and I remember kids in college that I would meet from Chicago going, Oh, I've been to Lake Geneva. You mean people live there? (laughs) They just thought it was a vacation place where everyone just emptied out during the week. So uh, I'm like, yeah, people live there. They get their mail there.
1: (laughs) I can appreciate that. I grew up, uh, my parents had a house in Elkhorn. So not too far from there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you go to the fair? Oh, are you kidding? It was mandatory. Oh no, I didn't go this year. Growing up, that was mandatory. The rodeo, my favorite. So do you have a particular niche type of housing that you specialize up in Wisconsin?
0: Uh, yes. So I grew up there uh, from age 15 on. My best friend is still my best friend today. His, he's got three brothers, all super outdoorsy. They basically had the same roles as us. Like uh, no TV. You guys can go figure out a football game. You can go figure out a baseball game, go play with the neighborhood kids. But you can also use my fishing boat and my rods. So we were allowed to take that anywhere we wanted with an old Pinto. You know, all those lakes in Southeast Wisconsin, Walworth County, uh, Kenosha County, totally like covered. Uh, Wherever the pike were biting, we'd be there. Like Winter, sometimes spring, (laughs) uh, summer, fall for sure. Um, And we'd do that on the side of sports. Sometimes we'd have to get up at like 4 or 30 a.m. and just go and, See if you could ice fish for two hours, see if you'd catch anything. And if you did, these friends of mine, their father was a legendary football, basketball coach there, biology teacher. So he had access to the whole biology department. So if we caught fish like Northern Pike, we could take it to school. He would fillet it right there, put it in the fridge in the biology department. We could eat it that night. And it was the the tastiest thing. I bet. World. Fresh, oh, fresh fish. Fish is... out of Lake Geneva. Yeah. Still the tastiest things in the world
1: well as a fly fisher person i can appreciate that love of fishing and getting up at 4 30 in the morning i didn't Not know you my fly theater. fish i'm going
0: to bozeman next week to oh, fly fish
1: my other and favorite so- place <laughs> so what are so it sounds like you specialize in lake houses houses on lakes up there because that's something that's near and dear to you or is it houses right
0: and it wasn't just fishing it was all water sports it was a uh, um it was just a love for the outdoors that I, and I realized that water was my thing. It's it's the one thing you need to sustain life anywhere. Right. So Great. we look for life on Mars. We look for <laughs> signs of oxygen or H2O. So um, it's that essential element. And I, and I just find that I need to be around it. I need to look at it if I'm not in it, but I'd rather be in it. And I'd rather be trying to think like the prey that I'm trying to lure into biting a hook. Right. You know, like, that whole thing that just, I find it being at one with nature really excites me. And, uh, we've been in all of the water, every lake that you could conceive in Southeast Wisconsin, we've swum in, we've fished it. And when you fish it, a lot of times, you're just following the shoreline. So you see every house, ah. every layout, you see the quality of water, mm-hmm. you're trying to think like the fish. So you're actually considering the clarity the time of year, the Barometric pressure, the moon phase, all of these things that fishermen do. And I've gotten a firsthand look at all of that real estate. So if you're looking at a cul-de-sac, you know, that's uh, that was a farm field two years ago, I have great people I could recommend, but that's not my thing.
1: Your thing is if it's on mostly on the water or access to the water.
0: Or it's like good hiking land, like a like a rural retreat, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So a little bit of that as well. Yeah. For hunting, maybe? Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. So do you have some favorite lakes up there?
0: (laughs) This is going to upset some people. (laughs) Um, Yes. I have a lot of favorite lakes. In fact, there's a whole list of criteria that I would use if somebody were to ask me. And they always do. This is because I always steer the conversation towards what do you do for vacation? what do you do for your last trip? I love hearing that. If you got pictures, great show them. Like not everyone's into that, but like if we're at a party, I'm always steering the conversation towards like the other guys. Like, where'd you go recently? Oh, you golf. Okay. How about you? You fish? And I Start talking to the fishing guy. <laughs> Cause <laughs> he's got way more interesting stuff. Sure. He's seen more. So, um, that's not disparaging golf. My favorite lake. And I hear this from a lot of people, my favorite lake is Geneva. And I'm, I know it sounds biased, but there's a very good reason for that. It's considered the crown jewel. Its real estate is ridiculously more expensive than the next most expensive lake up there. But there's a good reason for that. It's the biggest, it's the deepest, it's the cleanest within 90 minutes of Chicago. Okay. Um, and bear in mind, these are mostly North Shore, Northwest suburban residents. Mm -hmm. Because the west and southwest and south sides of Chicago have traditionally gone to Michigan to avoid going through the city. And you won't find me saying a disparaging word about Michigan because I love Michigan. It's beautiful. And being from Lake Geneva, you have to travel elsewhere. But um, I do have a couple of lakes that might not be on everyone's radar. Um, I love Geneva, by the way, because it's so big and open that it is the one place where you can just go drift in your boat in the middle of a, of a lake. You can find a place and be a half a mile at least from any other boat. Most of the other lakes around there are too small or too congested to ever get that kind of solitude.
1: Which is key for fishing as well.
0: Yet, the weird thing is, like, the feedback I get about Geneva is that it's too crowded. Hmm. I get it. It's intimidating. If you're not familiar with it, it should be. but it is the one place you can actually get away no matter what day of the week it is. You can go find something out there. If you go to these other lakes, they're just not big enough. So the traffic pattern runs really close to your boat. So those actually get a lot more crowded a lot faster. And
1: uh, so Lake Geneva is your, is your home lake basically. It's
0: got championship lake trout. It's had the brown trout state record since 1972. I think it still stands. And in the last 15 years of the, the, DNR is to stock it with muskie and there are championship muskie. All of a sudden, there were never muskie in Lake Geneva before. Now they're 50 inches.
1: Wow. That's impressive. So, yeah, so exactly. other than Lake Geneva, do you have some other lakes that you would...
0: I love Lake Beulah. I went out on it last week. It's a miniature Lake Geneva. It's about just under 800 acres, I think, maybe just over. But beautiful scenery, um, undulating topography. It's spring-fed. It's got a bunch of sandbars, so you kind of got to know where to go on it. Uh, that's why it helps to take a little boat tour before you ever like start looking at a, a house by car. Mm-hmm. Like, Get a feel of the lake, and I think that's important, and I can help people with that. I can set that up, but I love Beulah because it is. It's got all these deep pockets. It's got beautiful scenery. It's really quiet surrounding. There's no like town on it or, or anything. It's like you're in a County road going down a farm field. There's some woods to your left, but there's this giant lake there. There's like, you could walk to East Troy from some parts of the lake, but you really can't from most of it. It's really got like public land and camps and kids' camps. It's a really fun lake, a lot of sandbars, but where it's not shallow, it's deep. So it's spring fed, it's clean, it's got a good fishing uh, uh, reproductive ecosystem, it's great so a lot of people don't know about it it's only 20 minutes past lake geneva lauderdale's great whitewater's great although that's not spring fed um delavan of course that is kind of congested though delavan could be a lot more crowded than geneva on a lot of days so i just want to i mean and then there's ones for like every budget too Mm -hmm. like camp lake and um boners lake pell lake powder lake all of these great little lakes where you can get a lakefront home for less than you think.
1: Well, you, you certainly are uniquely positioned with the depth of knowledge and experience about that Southwest Wisconsin here, Southeast Wisconsin area, Southeast ish, I should say, how have you been leveraging that to grow your business?
0: Well, the pandemic kind of has determined my fate <laughs> so far. So, um, we're in NASBAR up here, right? Mm-hmm. So we, you, we all represent the Baird and Warner offices that are north of Chicago. So we have really good, uh, reliable data sets when we get our statistics. Um, up there, you can just throw away the reliable. We have data sets, but there's not enough to go on. And I can just tell you that, like, the excitement of a really move in ready lakefront home in Southeast Wisconsin now is such that you have to feel it in your gut. You see the picture on the hot sheet and you're like, I got to call on that now because I didn't know that was coming up. And the excitement you feel correlates into when it goes under contract. So there's not a lot of stats and a lot of these kind of trade. You kind of got to be in the flow. They kind of trade under the scene Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin. So we need to know what you're looking for ahead of time. you got to be prepared.
1: So you see a lot of crossover in, uh, buyers from Illinois buying up in Wisconsin, or do you see Wisconsin buyers buying down in Illinois?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, part one of your question is extremely accurate. Part two, I haven't heard of that yet. (laughs) Having like a, a family event or something like that, where it's time to downgrade and get closer to the suburbs to be closer to the grandkids or something. There's that, but no, everything's moving to Kenosha County and Racine County because land is cheap. They abut the largest freshwater ecosystem in the world. And I don't know if a lot of people in the Midwest know that, but water isn't free and it's not cheap. Ask anyone in California and the Southwest right now.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: but international investors are coming into Southeast Wisconsin. They they find the uh, political environment, I think a little more favorable for business. Like I just in the last few years, Haribo, uh, mm-hmm. the German company that makes gummy, gummy bears. bears, right? The first manufacturing facility in North America is being built right now on I-94 just north of the border. You can see 1.5 million uh square feet of Amazon warehouse uh fulfillment centers and sorting centers, 1.5 million feet all in the last 10 years.
1: It's incredible.
0: Uh line is right there too. They employ 3500 people I think in Kenosha County now. Um it's incredible that all of these companies and a lot of them left waukegan gurney um chicago area was really pitching them for to get these headquarters and they're just like they don't trust illinois or something yes for whatever reason like that's a different different that's conversation. A whole another
1: show that's, <laughs> that's a whole different show so it sounds like what you were saying is during covid the landscape up there so to speak has changed a lot there are a lot more Buyers up there. Properties are selling a lot faster.
0: I should have stayed on point. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah. Just like everyone's looking for more space in the city. You know, uh, there, people in Ukrainian village are moving up to Winneka. People downtown in Streeterville are moving to Ukrainian village. And people in Winneka are looking at, why can't I work from Lake Geneva? Right. And I don't need to own two homes anymore. But I would suggest if you're going to stay in Winneka and sell so, in uh just ditch the lake house plan that you have some sort of access to lake michigan because lake michigan is totally underutilized in my opinion right now by us folks on the north shore the people need to know it's there and they need to use it
1: i would agree with that so do you have any other advice or do you have any advice for somebody who's looking to uh, purchase out lake house up in wisconsin
0: Well, they're still very much in a seller's market, even more so than last year, and even more so than here on the North Shore because the pickings are slim. So I would say I was a Cub Scout Den Leader. (laughs) Our motto is be prepared. And for a buyer, that's never been more important. You might wanna think about waiving an inspection contingency beforehand. You might wanna think about uh, waiving the uh, financing contingency beforehand. You need to have, All of this in a row, because there could be 12 very qualified buyers for a million and a half dollar lake house, you know, an hour from from the North Shore. So it wouldn't be, uh, you know, insane to to say there could be 30. How are you going to get to the top of that stack of 30 buyers and when are you willing to quit? So you need a professional that maybe can kind of help you decide which of those boxes in the contract you should check and which ones you might want to just leave alone as agents. It's our job to communicate with the other agent, knowing something is a solid lead and knowing something is, you know, just a a waste of time. So we can cut through a lot of BS, I guess. And and, and you need to have everything in a row, get your financing in a row, know if you're going to pay cash or you're going to get it financed.
1: I also would like to add that Wisconsin is a little bit different than buying a house in Illinois. So using an agent that is familiar with Illinois and Wisconsin um, is helpful because you have an agent that is looking out for you specifically as the buyer, which is not often the case in Wisconsin. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. With agency, abso- that's absolutely correct. Um, in Wisconsin, in Illinois, uh, you know the lawyers do a lot of the work. Honestly, and in Wisconsin, lawyers often aren't involved. Um, I would recommend every buyer, you know, use a lawyer, use your own lawyer, but make sure, sure that they are licensed in Wisconsin and they've done deals there because it is odd. They, they It is totally different than working in Illinois and NASBAR. It's totally different.
1: Right, so it's, it's important that you have somebody who's looking out for your interest rather than the interest of the seller, which is the responsibility of the agents up there.
0: Right, nobody has lawyers unless you decide you need one. Right. So uh, you better know your agent is there for you to cover anything that could happen.
1: Is there anything else that we missed today that you would like to share?
0: Well, advice for uh, people that are listing, I think in Wisconsin, if you're within 20 minutes of the border and you are not listing in in the Illinois MLS, you are not doing yourself a very good turn. I think uh, getting that listing into NASBAR is crucial because as we talked about, it's onward and upward. Uh, people are moving north of the border. There's not many people moving south so um get that house wherever it needs to be anyone that might click on it you want to get that house in front of them and if your broker is only licensed in wisconsin they're only maybe getting it to five percent of the the target audience so we have and warner we have every tool you could use to hype up a listing before it actually goes live everyone that's ever Shown any interest in anything like it, we'll get it on some sort of feed. As long as we, the agent, spends our own money to say this is effective, I'm buying this, 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 and this, and it's all a la carte. Facebook, Google, you know, Lyft, LinkedIn, all of that stuff is super important. You wouldn't skip that. Why skip
1: Nasbar? That's a great point. So if somebody out there who's listening today would like to get in touch with you, how do they do that?
0: <laughs> That's pretty easy. Glenn, G-L-E-N-N dot Pankau, P-A-N-K-A-U at Baird Warner, all one word, dot com. And my number is 773-590-0655. And I'll be sitting by my phone
1: thank you so much glenn that was a wealth <laughs> of information today it was really nice talking to you i wish i could
0: have kept that track but i get so excited talking about it You
1: know? oh it was so you, you got us excited so <laughs> okay good thank you thanks Maybe for you coming know. in today of course